Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. I'm your host, Jacob Facing. This podcast is brought to you by Paleo Works. It's a locally owned meal prep kitchen with a passion for paleo. They make it easy for people to have the nutrition they need when they need it. They deliver weekly menus of heat and eat paleo meals, athlete recovery meals, and bulk macro items for those of you counting macros, as well as a variety of side items that can be added to your order. Their meals feature 100% grass-fed, all-natural and hormone-free chicken, beef, and pork. They have pickup locations all over the place to make it easy for you to pick up your meals, and they also have delivery options around Nashville area for a small fee. Paleo Works wants to make nutrition the easiest part of your day. Hey, thanks again for listening to the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. Go check out the uh, website at barbell-voodoo.com for all your awesome apparel needs. And also check out Barbell Voodoo Private Label. We just want to be a part of anything you're doing and anything you need printed. That's the place to have it done. In the meantime, enjoy the podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. This is episode 105, and we are here today with uh, Sarah Rose. And so I know her through social media, and as as all of our friends do today, you know, we know each other through social media. Um, and we've, we're connected through a bunch of different ways, but um, she had posted a video uh, a little while ago that, that told a little bit about her story. And one of the comments that she had in that video that I was watching was that she didn't think that that was a great platform to tell her whole story, but, but she would like to, you know, kind of have her whole story at some point for people who wanted to hear it. And lo and behold, that's exactly what we do here on the Barbell Voodoo podcast. And so I, of course, reached out to her and wanted her to come on to the podcast and share her journey with us today. So, uh, Sarah, welcome to the show and glad you're here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would love to hear your story in, in its entirety. So <laughs> um I think it's yeah. a pretty neat one and we we've had a um a, you know a lot of different stories on here, a lot of different people and um I think there's there's always uniqueness to to all of them. We're all different people even though we have similarities, there, there is uniqueness um within us that makes us different and not the same person. And so um, I'm super excited about your story. And so, uh, well, yeah, take us back to as far as you want to go. Um, God, where were you born? It's hard to go back. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm 40. So there's a lot of story to be told when you're 40 years old. But um, my story is, is really about how I got into the gym and how it's changed my life. And I have to go back. You have to go back of, you know, where it all began. And so um, I was a cheerleader in high school. I was, uh, I was an athlete. Um, so, you know, 20 something years ago and I was always in pretty good shape. You know, I was never somebody that really enjoyed going to the gym. I was just slim and, you know, just in pretty good shape and met my husband when I was 22, 23 and we got married when I was 25. And in the first three months of marriage, we sold a house, bought a house, started new jobs, and oh. moved to a brand new state. It was <laughs> so a lot. What state were you in before? Where where were you? Where did you grow up and meet? Well, I was born in Tennessee. He was born in New York, and oh. um, met in Tennessee. And then they moved us to Texas. And wow. I thought. We're going to move from the south to the south, and everybody's going to be the same. Mm-hmm. It's not the case. Um, yeah. Texas is a wonderful state, but um, it's a lot of transplants. It's actually a so, country, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And so when I would talk, they would say, where are you from? And I'm like, Tennessee. Where did um, you grow like, up in Tennessee? Were you, were you from Mount Juliet? No, I'm from Murfreesboro. Murfreesboro. From the Burke. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, yeah, I grew up where'd there. You, and Where'd you go to school there? Where was high school? What was it again? Riverdale. Riverdale, mm-hmm. okay. okay. Yeah, we were the Warriors and then um, went to college in Omore. I have a fashion degree. 
Um, yeah. so yeah, so stayed in the area and, um, but then when Terry and I got married, they just packed us up and moved us to Texas. Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, to go through that big of a change in the first three months of marriage, it's, it's a lot, you know, it's a lot. Yeah. Well, 10 months later, um, after marriage, we got pregnant with our first son, Tyler Rose. And, um, I really thoroughly enjoyed the Chinese buffet. <laughs> I thought I'm, I'm, I'm pregnant and I'm going to enjoy this life and I'm going to eat Chinese buffet every single day. I'll, I'll tell and you, so, I, uh, that is my kryptonite and I will go to the sketchiest Chinese buffet I can find. The sketchier, the better, in my opinion. I think I think I've yeah. even been on this podcast talking about the weird experience that I had at one that had like a literal spa in it. Yeah, like men, what? like mostly naked behind closed doors in hot tubs inside of this Chinese buffet I went to once. It's was this in Tennessee? No, it was close to Purdue University. Actually, I was I was, <laughs> I was going there for a uh, a. Uh, um, what's it called? Like a, like a conference or like a exhibition type thing. Like, yeah. Yeah. So I was, <laughs> I was there and yeah, it was the weirdest experience ever. It was a great buffet though. <laughs> that is great food though. Yeah. So, um, gained a lot of weight, gained almost 80 pounds, um, with my first child. And I'll never forget. I was um, working in a sales office in Dallas. Um, greatest boss ever. So this has nothing against him, loved him so much. But one of the sales guys was walking behind me and he said, you know what, Sarah, I have never seen anybody look so different, not pregnant and pregnant. And I know what he was saying, you know, um, and I was just like, wow, <laughs> okay, okay. Um, I'm a really kind girl, so I didn't do anything about it. I just mm-hmm. kind of looked at him like, oh, goodness. But it was true. My body had completely changed. Um, and it was because I love Chinese buffet. And so we had Tyler, um, which was awesome. I'm not saying anything against Chinese buffet, but um, had Tyler. And um, I'll never forget, he was a couple of weeks old. And we went back into that Chinese restaurant. And they didn't even recognize me. <laughs> they were like, and I was like, I was the same girl that was in here every week. Yeah. You don't, because I didn't yeah. So, um, four months later, I remember crying in the bathroom to my husband that I can't believe, um, I gained so much. I can't believe I let myself get there. I was happy, you know, but I was just, you know, frustrated with what had happened to my mm-hmm. body and what I had done to it. And he was just like, babe, it's, it's okay. I love you. We're going to probably get pregnant soon anyways. And I was like, huh? Two months later, <laughs> say what? <laughs> got pregnant. Got pregnant again, and um, didn't lose all the weight. Of course, didn't have time. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, and so, uh, so I gained about thirty-five with him. So total about seventy to eighty pounds between both boys. And so, on a smaller frame, mm-hmm. my body had completely formed. I also suffered pretty severe postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. Um, more so with our youngest Colton than I did with Tyler. Um, so it was, it was a dark, dark time. And right before we had Colton, uh, they contacted Terry, the Nashville office where he works and said, we're going to transfer you guys back. Um, which in hindsight was such a blessing mm-hmm. because I needed, we needed to be around family and be surrounded by people that could come in and take care when I just couldn't function very well. And, um, that was a hard time, you know, um, I, Terry would, would be in the office all day long and then he'd come home from work and I would hand him both boys and say, I survived today, but I've got to go to bed. Mm -hmm. So that was like the first three months of Tyler and Colton. They're 14 and a half months apart. Um, I'm so thankful that they don't remember that time (laughs) because it was hard. Um, but you know, um, Depression's tough. It's tough, and it just it just sinks in. Um, but my husband has always been um, so wonderful, and he knew what was going on, and so he just supported me through it all. Mm. But I don't know if I don't know if it was when Colton. I know Terry came to me, and he was like, "I got a membership at the Y. 
um, let's, let's get you in there. Not so much because he was like, I think that you need to go work out. He just knew mentally I needed some separation just to yeah. get outside this cave that I felt like I was in every day. Mm-hmm. And so, um, because we, at that time we had a wooden fence in our backyard. And honestly, like I would go in the backyard with the boys and it felt like a cave and then come back into our house. And it felt like a cave because it felt like too much to get outside of the house with these right. two young boys um, that I loved so much. So tried the why. Um, I never really enjoyed the gym. Um, I felt very overwhelmed by it. Um, going into a gym like the YMCA or any other gym, I was like, I don't understand how to use any of that equipment. Mm-hmm. I don't know to be one of those that people take a picture of or a video at the time they weren't doing that. Now they do it, you know, unfortunately. Yeah, right. but yeah. Now it's a thing. I was like, I just, I don't want to be embarrassed. And, um, I just didn't want to do it. So he was like, well, just go to Y, sign up for one of the classes. So went to sign up for Pilates. What are, what's Pilates? I still don't really know, but, <laughs> um, signed up for it, put the two boys in child watch. And within five minutes, I'd get a phone call. Sarah, Sarah Rose, you need to come pick up your, your boys. They're, they're upset. And mm-hmm. so I tried it three times, mm-hmm. three times. And, and then I gave up. Oh. Went right back to my cave mm-hmm. um, at the house and taking care of boys. And I think it took me about two years of their first two years of life to finally get out of, felt like getting out of the cave um, and not feeling so overwhelmed with life and depression and all of that, um, and talking to doctors and taking care of myself that way, mm-hmm. um, and being very, my husband, that, um, this is also very overwhelming. Something's wrong. So then I started, um, my photography business. Mm. Um, and that kind of took over my life where yeah. I still wasn't really taking care of me. I was still doing, um, kind of what I've always done that comes natural for me to take care of other people before taking care of myself. And so Terry would work full-time all week long. And then on the weekends I would work full-time, had my photography job. And so over time I was just putting myself into the ground, you know, over time. Um, And so fast forward 10 years of the business. um, One of my dearest friends, Shay, she was 34 years old and um, got diagnosed with cancer, and um, she lost her battle, mm. and my depression came back. And it was... So did you feel like it, it was probably, gone during, during that time? Like, yeah, I think, it more, I think it was never really gone. I think it was more masked. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like I was so busy mm-hmm. that I didn't have time to really realized that I had dug it kind of deep down. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you never there. dealt with it. It was just that you just moved on and you know, like, and just kept moving. Just yeah. moved on. Like I avoided it. Yeah. Right. I'm like, everything's fine. It's fine. I'm taking care of my kids. I'm taking care of my husband. I'm taking care of my business. Mm-hmm. I'm taking care of my friends. I'm okay. I'm okay. Right. Yeah. When really I No. And I, anywhere close. When Shay, yeah. When Shay passed away, it all just came back. And I was like, oh, my gosh, it's never really been gone. Mm-hmm. And I never really dealt with it. And something happened. Um, I think the grief just brought out it all. You know, like, mm-hmm. um, it's like I couldn't function. I couldn't take care of my people anymore. I couldn't um, avoid it anymore. Yeah. It's here. It's in my face. And I need to do something about it. Um. And Terry, I'll never forget, he was sitting on the couch, and it was around Christmas time of 2017, 2016, 2016, and um, he was like, you might want to get in, do something, get into the gym or something, and I was like, that is the worst advice ever. You realize what happened last time. You told me that mm-hmm. the gym might help, you know? He was like, I think you should. You, Your friends talk about burn all the time, and I'm like, that." crazy I don't the gym is a terrible idea mm-hmm. and um, on February 13th 
I walked into the gym for the first time by myself. I knew some people there, mm-hmm. but it was really just a, um, this is, this is either going to be it or it's not, you know, um, my, I don't know if you have words. Do you ever do words of the year? Like you have a phrase or something that Sometimes, you're going to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that year just happened to be no fear new year. <laughs> and I'm not sure why, but I was like, okay, 2017. Yeah. Um, I had gained probably 20 pounds since Shay passed away and I was still fighting the grief, but I knew I had to do something and I didn't know what the answer was. Um, and so on February 13th, walked into the gym, um, 45 minutes of the hardest thing I've ever done physically <laughs> and walked out with tears down my face. Mm. And I thought, I can't do this. I have let myself, you know, get to this point. Um, I don't need to take care of myself. I need to take care of my family. Um, I'm not going to do this. This is, isn't going to work. And the trainer, um, who I had been told previously before my first day in, they were like, she's not going to be your friend. She's going to be your trainer. And it's going to be so hard. And I'm like, well, I don't want her to be my friend. If I'm going to hire somebody to be my trainer, I want them to kick my butt right. and get me into shape. Um, but they were like, but we know you, Sarah, like you like people, you want to be their friend. And mm-hmm. um, I was like, no, this is, what I'm doing. Um, I need to do this for me because I need to just get myself back. Hmm. But I didn't realize what that meant. And I didn't realize how much that first day was going to change my entire life. Um, in so many ways. So, uh, February 13th, 2017, first day in, um, and it was, it was tough. Um, two weeks later, decided that I was going to sign a contract and be a member of this gym. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and there were a lot of days that I walked out and just with tears down my face. Because um, I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm being selfish. Why am I doing this for me? Like, I should be home taking care of my family. And my husband was always extremely supportive. And he was like, you're not going to be able to take care of us or others until you take care of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you haven't taken care of you for a very, very long time, mm-hmm. and it's only going to get worse. So let's take care of you. It's, it's your time. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can still take care of your people, but you'll realize that you'll be able to take better care of them once you take care of you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But it took me a long time. To get mm-hmm. to that, where I was like, "Oh, you're right." <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, that's that's something we talk about a lot. I I do some life coaching, and it's very hard for people to understand the difference between healthy, you know, uh, operating out of a place of unhealth or a place of health. And, and once they experience that, um, things are are quite a bit different, um, and people equate health with taking care of business or, or getting things done or get, right. you know, finishing the checklist every day. And that's just not the case. Um, that right. just means you got your stuff done. <laughs> right. It doesn't mean you're healthy whatsoever. Um, right. And that's tough. And, and I've, I've heard so many um, moms, especially uh, say that over the years of just like, well, you know, I can't, you know, kids have this and this and this going on and I just don't have the time and it's just not, not worth it. And I'm like, oh man, it's completely worth it. There's, there's a whole nother world that, and a whole nother set of freedom that, that you will experience that yeah. you more attentive, more better <laughs> and, and right. healthier to, to deal with everything that's going on. Um, this isn't going to yeah. subtract, this is going to increase and, you know, the, it the, is. I mean, yeah. That's incredible. So, and, and you've been there ever since. I have. And, um, a lot of things have happened since that first day. I've, um, now been there three and a half years, but during, you know, that first year, um, I didn't really, I thought, Oh, I'll just go into the gym and work really, really hard. Um, 
hard. I, like I said in my last, like it's relative mm-hmm. compared to the way I now and what I'm able to do now versus then. But um, I felt like I was working pretty hard. Didn't change mm-hmm. my diet. Um, <laughs> and so things weren't really changing. Like they were kind of changing a little bit because just because I haven't been in, hadn't been in the gym. Right. But they weren't changing. I wanted them to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I think it was one of those, um, because I'd always taken care of so many other people. I thought, well, they need to give me the, like what I need to be doing. They need to be the one that's changing me. Mm-hmm. And then after about a year of being there, it, I realized this is up to me, but they can lay it all out. They can say, this is what you need to do. This is your nutrition. This is whatever. Mm-hmm. But until I made the decision to do those things, didn't matter. Yeah. So um, I, I, the trainer and the owner of Fern, um, over time, actually became one of my best friends. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, the one that was not going to be my friend. Yeah, um, you won them over. <laughs> and, and, well, you know, I, it's a total God story. Um, and I truly believe it. We are two um, unlikely people to become really, really good friends. And um, and I, 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 I'm a believer that God lays it all out and he puts people together for a reason. Mm. And um, I'm the soft one of the two. <laughs> but he knew I would need her to change my life just mm. as she would need me to change her life. Yeah. You know, and I'm so Absolutely. for that. But when I go into that gym, she is my trainer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but so about a year in, when it finally clicked that it was up to me, um, my grandmother um, and my mom both suffered um, pretty severe heart attack. My grandmother suffered two heart attacks. And my mom, um, we found out that she had part of her heart um, was no longer alive. Oh, and wow. she wasn't supposed to make Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, this all happened before I start, or after I had started burns. So I knew that we had heart disease in our family, but I didn't realize how, how bad it was. Yeah, it's big time. Um, so I think, I know, not I think, I know that that has been a big reason why I was like, I'm not giving up. I'm not going to just get to a point where it's good enough. Mm. I'm going to work hard because this can mean life or death for me. Um, I'm a mom and I'm a wife and I want to be here. Mm-hmm. And so it, there's decisions that I have to make every day, um, to help me with that longevity, um, instead of going back. Cause there have been a lot of times that I'm like, well, I could just give up right now and not be at burn and not work out and not show up and not focus on my nutrition. And I'm like, nope, nope. I work too hard. Um, it's been a process. It's been a very long process. I, I realized at the beginning that I didn't want this to be a quick fix. Um, it had taken me a long time to get to that point. Ten years of not eating well, um, drinking, and just not taking care of my body. Mm-hmm. So I was like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it right. Um, I'm going to follow the lead of Kristen and her guidance. And um, I want this to last. So my transformation didn't happen in six weeks. My transformation happened over time and it's continuing, you know, the transformation is continuing on. Mm-hmm. Um, but the heart disease was one, is one of the biggest factors why I show up as yeah. often as I do. Um, Cause it is so, so, so important. Um, but yeah, so there's that when you, when you, when you think of that, uh, it's not a story that I share too much. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that a lot of us are living with things and family history that we may not share, but it's a big part of the reason why we do what we do every day. Um, and that's why that's one of the big reasons why I go. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there's, there's so much out there, um, that, that is kind of against a, a lot of the notions, you know, like, um, the influencers, mm-hmm. Um, and, and the reality is like, you can't outwork a bad diet. And, and so right. even if you, um, seem healthy, like you, you know, your, your body weight isn't morbidly obese or anything, um, then there are still underlying issues that are, are passed down that can affect you just as bad. And if you're putting, 
literal toxins in your body all the time, um, then your body is going to react to that. And it may not be like immediately, but it's a, it's a distinct possibility. Um, and it ever increases as that continues, you know, that, that growth. And so people, uh, like influencer, like, Oh, you know, it's, carb loading or, you know, like they'll, they'll do funny things or like, you know, cheat day or whatever. Um, and, and all those kind of things that just open the door for people. Um, well, like, like me or, or anybody that looks at it and just be like, heck yeah, this whole weekend's a cheat weekend and it's going to be wow. awesome. And then, and then I, I wake up like Wednesday and it's like, Oh, I'm still eating like it's a cheat week. <laughs> right. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, you know, you're, you're a hundred percent right on. Um, you know, one, knocking in. I realized with with food, um, when I finally got it under, under control, that what I was eating was affecting me mentally. Yeah, one um, yeah, big time, big time. And so when I when I hear people say, you know, if they're going into a challenge or something, and they're like, I'm just going to go destroy my diet, and I'm like, it's not just your gut that you're affecting when you do that. Mm-hmm. This is you're you're causing damage to your metabolism one, but two, um, this is not good for you mentally, and you don't realize that until you completely get it under control, and you're like, this is why I don't want to eat like that all of the time because I don't want to feel like that all of the time. Um, we don't have a lot of control over a lot of things, mm-hmm. but we do have control over that. So, when people you know, assume think- that the way they feel is normal. Um, so like if, if, uh, you know, I'm, I'm 41, you know, 40 year olds, friends of mine will often be like, oh, you know, I just hurt the time I get out of bed. And I'm like, okay, I don't like, I'm a little stiff, you know, usually from whatever I did the day before, (laughs) but like once the oil starts pumping, I'm fine, you know? Um, or, or they'll, they'll just be like, oh, don't you just get like real bad indigestion? Like if you have this and I'm like, well, I don't, I don't have that. I mean, that, that that's why, right. <laughs> because to me, yeah. like, that's not normal, you know, right. ha- having those side effects or feeling bad or being mentally foggy, all these things that food can do to us. Um, right. like, I, I don't, I don't in, enjoy that. And, and that's not a normal feel- thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to feel that way, and it's it's hard to like have that conversation with people and try to you know express just the importance of it. Um, in two thousand, we're in two thousand twenty. At the end of two thousand eighteen, um, when I started at Burn, I was at a certain. I was the highest body fat I'd ever been, and in weight, and at, and the, I started February of two thousand seventeen. At the end of two thousand eighteen, um, something happened with my metabolism, and I can figure out what all was the contributing factors. A lot mm. of it was stress, mm. and I knew something was wrong, and I had cut my body fat in complete half. Mm. But I knew awesome. I wasn't healthy. Mm-hmm. It, it was all sort of awesome, mm-hmm. but I knew something was wrong. Like I was like, I don't feel good when I'm in the gym. Um, mm. and this happened like so fast and I had gone to Christian and I was like, something's not right. Like, I don't want, I don't think I need to be at this point. So we got to figure out how to turn this around. And I ended up going to NutriShop and getting on their scale. And, you know, one of the guys, I love those guys so much. And they were like, that's awesome. And I was like, I'm not trying to compete. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't, I just, I'm trying to figure out what's going on. And, um, and, and, but I was, I, I knew I was in a good place because mentally I was like, this is not good for me and my body. So let's get control over this. Hmm. Um, and so I realized I had come so far instead of going, looking at the number and going, oh, I like that number. Instead, I looked at how I felt internally and I was like, I don't care about that number. I want to feel better. I want to feel stronger. And so I knew it had taken me so long to get to that point. But people were like, oh, well, just go eat a cheeseburger or go have a sh- eat a shake at night. And I'm like, yeah. I'm not going to do that because mm-hmm. it took me a long time to get healthy. So I'm going to get healthy again, but in the right way. Mm-hmm. And it took me about a year to get yeah. to the healthy spot. And, um, but I was so thankful that mentally I had gotten to that point finally. And um, where it wasn't just about the number, but that was hard. Mm-hmm. That was hard, you know look at number you you look at the scale for so long for the majority of your life 
and you're like, I want to see that number um, because I've seen such a, a different number for mm-hmm. a long time. And I was like, that number is not the right number. Yeah. What is inside and how I feel inside is more important than that number on the scale. Mm-hmm. And I just wish I could pass that to people. Yeah. But I know it's hard. Everybody's different. <laughs> well, no, yeah. it, it's a lot different. Like there's some, there's some good information that comes from like using an in-body scan like you're talking about at NutriShop. Yeah. yeah. As opposed to the scale, like I think the scale at home, the home scale that just measures weight is one of the worst things that someone can have in their house. Personally, I think that, (laughs) um, you know, just because it it doesn't give you a good picture, you know, you you don't know what your water levels are that day. You don't know, you know, if, if this is fat or water or what, you know, and, and you can obsess over it and then beat yourself up about it. And I just think there's a lot of negative things about that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's a hard thing to be confronted with. And even if I know what I want to look for, which number I want to focus on, which (laughs) I do, I still see all the other, you know? Yeah. And and I think most of us are like that, you know, that, that it's hard to focus in on the more important number in that, um, and that printout you get. So. And I think that's why it's so important to have people, mentors mm. that you can trust yeah. and that will guide you in, in the right direction. And that's another reason why I'm just, I'm so thankful for Kristen and for Burn because I just don't believe that I could have, I would not have been able to do this on my own, one. And it took the right person and right gym and right community to get me on this journey. Cause you know, I came in as, although no fear new year was my, was my goal for 2017. I, love that. I, love that. Yeah. I was so scared. Mm-hmm. So that was That's why it that needed was, to be your thing. I mean, yeah. it, it had, that was it. It was no fear new year. And, um, although I had so much fear, but I was like, Oh my gosh. And I, and that year I remember like the first, it was like a plank army crawl or something. I don't know if you've ever done one of those, uh-huh. but yeah. there, and I could not even go like two, two forward steps. And I remember falling to the ground in tears. And Kristen came over, was not my friend at the time, was my trainer only, got down on the floor with me and said, I know this is hard, but one day you're going to be able to do this if you do not give up. Yeah. And I was like, she's crazy. <laughs> she's crazy. You don't know. There me. is no way. I'm going to be able to do this across the floor one day. There's no way. But she was like, but if you don't give up. And I think as soon as she put that in my head, I was like, I'm not giving up. Yeah. And a year later, um, I got to go. I went across the floor mm-hmm. and went up to her. And I was like, you're probably not going to remember this. But you told me one day I'd be able to do this. And today I did it. Thank you for believing me, believing in me that day. Because yeah. it got me to here. Oh, I bet she remembers, um, she remembers that, doesn't she? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you know, and I remember the first time behind a plyo box, having to jump on that plyo box. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I remember looking at it going, I'm going to fall. I'm going to, I'm going to break my leg. This is going to happen. Yeah. And she was behind me and she said, you can do it. Just jump. Mm-hmm. And I was like, just jump. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not that easy not that easy no fear new year let's do it (laughs) and I jumped and I was like oh my gosh you can do it you can Mm -hmm. do it and that was just the first year so when I think about what's happened since you know when I finally got to a goal weight or where I was comfortable Mm -hmm. um I had somebody tell me that Sarah, you're going to get to a point in your journey where you're going to hit your goals, like your goal weight and your goal, whatever. You're going to have to set other goals. Like if you want to keep doing this and keep growing, you're going to have to continue to set personal goals, whether it be five pull-ups or mm-hmm. 20 push-ups on your toes without stopping or whatever it is. And that has stuck with me. That has stuck with me. And so every time I set a goal, I set another goal. Um, and, and I, I've, I've learned in the journey that I can't get too frustrated with myself if I don't hit it immediately. Cause you shouldn't, 
I mean, you know, because your your goal is not hard enough if you're able to hit it yeah. immediately. <laughs> sure, right. it's a process. And um, so, and I and I love that at 40, I'm able to show my boys who are now 13 and 12 that, you know, as a grown woman, as their mom, as an adult, that I can kick butt too. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I can be strong and. Um, I always joke that I'm in the gym because I have teenage sons, <laughs> that it's setting me up for when girlfriends are coming and all that. But mm-hmm. I know more reasons than that. <laughs> well, they'll, the beauty of that is that they will look for strong, independent women for the, for themselves yes. like that, because they've seen that in you. They've seen that, you know, a, you know, a, a woman who can kick some ass and like keep up with them is yeah. something that they actually really appreciate in, in you and look for in someone else for sure. So take me back for a second to walking in the door the first time. Um, you know, can you remember what was going through your head when that happened? Like you, you said it it was difficult. Um, but you, you didn't really spend a lot of time there. Um, I, I just made a post, I think, to, to my my gym's uh, social media recently just about showing up, you know, being the majority of the work. Like, it's, the hardest part is is just showing up, <laughs> and we'll take it the from there. Part, um, I, I've always had a fear of being judged. Like, I wasn't good enough, um, that I wouldn't be able to keep up, that I would um, annoy somebody, or I don't know, it just, and, you know, when you walk into a place that is, um, it's a group, but group training. So you're with other women. This is all assumptions before I even walk in the door. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember being in a real baggy t-shirt and two big yoga pants. And, um, cause I didn't wear that stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I think I went to the store and picked it up. And I was like, all right, this is what I'm going to, I'm going to wear. Um, and I, you could, I could already tell that I was already uncomfortable because I was trying to cover my whole self up. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember walking in the door and I felt like I was going to throw up, honestly, because mm-hmm. yeah. I was like, I don't know what I'm about to walk into. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do any of this stuff. Um, I don't know if I'm about to embarrass myself. Like, what, what, is, what is about to happen? Yeah. And walked in and I remember I went to the back of the room. Mm-hmm. And which was probably not the smartest thing, but I think it's our natural instinct to go to the back of the room. Um, so we're not called or mm-hmm. we're not, our attention is not on it. Yeah. You're not and in I the way. Remember, I'm not in the way. I'm yeah. not disrupted. I'm in the, I'm in, I'm a shadow. I'm in the back. Mm-hmm. And so I remember like panning the room and there were like these women that were jumping things, like incredible shape, doing incredible things. And I was in awe, but I felt defeated the entire time. Like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to be able to do this. What am I doing? Um, I knew I had signed up for a trial. So I was like, if this doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, then that's fine. But I was also inspired by them. Because mm-hmm. I was like, wow. Like these women, they're not all in their 20s. Mm. Some of them in their 30s. Some of them were in their 40s. One of them was in their 50s. And I was like, how can they do this? And, and this trainer was just walking and she was hardcore. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, Whoa, she's like a drill sergeant, but <laughs> people respected her, you know, yeah. she got results and you could just tell the respect across the room. And I was like, Oh, this is somebody Are you there. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Um, mm-hmm. but this is somebody to respect. You know, this is somebody, um, she knows what she's doing. And you could tell that she believed in everything she was spilling, mm. which made me respect her more. You know, mm. um, she knew what she was talking about. So that first experience, I remember leaving, crying, called my husband. And I was like, one, I'm completely out of shape. Two, I'm never going to be able to do this. Three, I'm going to go home and go and go vomit. That was horrible. Yeah. That was horrible. Um, that was horrible. <laughs> but I'm going to go back tomorrow. Yeah. I'm going to show back up tomorrow. 
Mm-hmm. And so the next day I went back. That first week, I think I went three times. But I remember laying on the couch and Terry came in the living room. He was like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, I think I have the flu. I think I have the flu. I'm, I'm, I don't feel, I don't feel okay. And he was like, Sarah, you are so sore, but you have got to get up and move. If you don't move, you're not going to be able to move tomorrow. Uh So move. And so when I went back on that third day at the end of camp, Kristen had said, if you guys are sore, like you're going to have to move. And I'm like, is my husband and my trainer talking to each other? They don't know each other, but they're having the same question mm-hmm. about get your butt up and move. If you're going to lay on the couch, you're going to feel like you can't function. And that's exactly how I felt. Felt like I had the flu. And so the next week, um, they handed me a contract and they were like, just take it home, read through it. If you're interested in staying, um, you know, just let us know. No pressure, but. Mm. And I brought it home to Terry and I was like, you know what? I could go down to another gym down the street and pay, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what it is. $15, $30 a month, whatever it is. But I will never go. I'll never go because I'm petrified to be in those kinds of gyms because I don't know what to do with, with any of that equipment. Or I can make this investment, which is going to be an investment. Mm-hmm. Um And um, I'm going to have to show up because I'm investing. And Terry was like, what is your heart telling you? And I said, I think it's time. Mm. No fear, new year. Let's go. Let's go. No fear. That's just going to bump my head. No fear, new year. I love it. And um, signed the contract. And I was like, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to do this. And so I went probably three times a week at the time at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was hard. It was yeah. so hard when you haven't been in the gym, um, in over a decade. And even before that, it wasn't really, mm-hmm. I mean, I would really got to go back further than that. Like when I was in high school, um, but, I mean, that's I impressive that you showed up three times every week. Like <laughs> I, I was awesome. so sore. I was so sore. I think mm-hmm. I, I remember walking over to the stores and, um, trying to pick up a gallon jug of milk and the guy was like, ma'am, do you need help? And I was like, I'm okay. And I went to pick it up and like my arm went straight down. And I was like, okay, well, this yeah. is, this is good. This is good. We're, we're building muscle. Um, but I remember, um, I'm a photographer, so I, I know the importance of photographs and I had taken pictures in front of, I have a mirror in my bedroom that um, symbolizes so much for me now. Didn't realize it at the time when I first started doing it, but I started snapping photos of my body mm-hmm. changing in front of that mirror. And one day I always say that I would love to put them like in a time lapse and put them together yeah. and yeah. watch me. Because mm-hmm. I can see it in my face. I can see it in my eyes. I can see it in my smile. I can see me completely changing in front of this mirror. Yeah. Um, be so, cool to have one yeah. of those like remember like in grade school where you'd write like a little stick guy in the in the bottom yes. corner of your notebooks and then flip through them it'd yes. be cool to have like a picture album like that you know like <laughs> just just watch you change the entire time yeah yeah cool. I mean it's cr- and I'm so thankful that I did that because I wasn't going to show them to anybody yeah. and then one day I put a transformation side by side and I sent it to Terry and I was like, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And, but my first response to him was, I'm so sorry that I got to this point. He's like, don't you ever apologize. Um, but I think as a natural, as a woman, um, I just felt like I needed to apologize. And he was like, never apologize ever. You were beautiful. Then you're beautiful now. (laughs) What a, um, what a guy, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Couldn't have done it. Couldn't, can't do it without him, you know, yeah, just so yeah. thankful for, um, you know, because I think with, I know without his support, I probably wouldn't have continued to go back, you know, to sure. watch your wife completely change when he's the reason I went into the gym in the first place, you know, um, yeah. because I think he knew, he knew he saw something before I did. And he was like, you've got to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. And then once 
I finally locked that in because it was not immediate because I still felt guilty. Probably a year and a half to two years into the gym, I still felt guilty. And then I realized that I had let the reins go of parenting my boys. Um, I still, of course, in control, but I was I was no longer a helicopter parent. Yeah. Um, yeah I was like, gotcha. you know what? I'm growing. They need to grow too. And I need to take a step back and let them grow on their own and be there, be there as their mom. And it's made me such a better mom um, because I am taking care of myself, mm. which makes me help better take care of them. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that's great. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, let's take a little break and then we'll okay. uh, come right back. We'll hear from uh, one of our sponsors here. Okay. This podcast is brought to you by NutriShop Franklin. Go on by NutriShop Franklin for all your personal needs. You need supplements? They got it. You need your protein? They got it. You need to pick me up? You need to drink a bang? They got it. So go check them out in Franklin in the Cool Springs area. When you stop in and you see Kyle, say, hey, Jacob said you got some good stuff here. I'll tell you, you won't be disappointed because they have unrivaled customer service. So go check them out. And tell them you heard about them and the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. All right, welcome back. Um, so we're we're picking up a little bit where we left off of um, you know kind of the the bit. I think I think there's there's two things. One, we'll, we'll get you to talk about a little bit about. Um, what this journey has equipped you with for others, um, for sure. Um, but I, I wouldn't mind hearing a little bit about like Terry and and all of this. Um, yeah. So I've, I've had the, um, pleasure of knowing like a lot of people and getting to know people who have had incredible journeys and incredible transformations, Mm -hmm. um, through fitness and, you know, obviously eating well, but I mean, this whole fitness journey that, that people get to go on. And, um, I've heard, heard a lot of stories and there's, there's one person that told me over and over again, like that marriages have a tough time surviving, um, changes like that. Like if someone goes from Mm -hmm. like morbidly obese to being, fit mm-hmm. and fantastic or whatever you want to call it. Um, fit like, and yeah. Yeah. Fit and spicy. Fit. Uh, you know, they, uh, it, it's, it takes a toll on a marriage because you in essence become maybe who you've been the whole, t- whole time. Um, but you right. never let that person out or that person was under literal weight, but also the weight of insecurity really, right. um, within you. And so t- tell me a little bit about, about Terry and, what I mean, by all accounts, like I wish I had an award that I could send him at this point in his life. Um, yeah. I just really like the things that you say about him. I really want to be his friend, um, but we probably yeah, have too far away to do that. So I don't know. Yeah. You're in Tennessee. Y'all can be friends. Y'all can go have Chinese buffet when they open back up. If <laughs> I they do, I need to not ever <laughs> go back to a Chinese buffet in my life. That's what, <laughs> uh, especially with a spa. But <laughs> well, yeah. Um, so Terry, Terry Rose, um, so we met at work. So I'll, I'll give you some backstory at that. And, um, I'll never forget being in my boss's office and Terry was moving back from Mexico and he peeked his head around the corner and my boss was like, well, he's single. And Terry <laughs> was like, well, I'm actually, I'm actually not. And I was like, well, that's awkward. That was yeah. the most awkward conversation ever. And, a couple of months later, we ended up, we met at work. This is, this is part of the story. And, um, we were supposed to go on this trip to go visit, um, um, a fabric mill. And there was like 12 of us that were supposed to go. And before the night, before it all happened, everybody backed out and it was just me and Terry. And I was mm-hmm. like, and, and Terry, by all accounts, until you get to know him, he's, he was a quiet guy. And I was like, we have to be in the car for six hours what are we going to talk about? And very awkward. Like what's going to happen? I don't really know this guy. He seems like a really great guy, but you know, mm-hmm. and so six hours. And I think that is truly the beginning of the foundation of our relationship. We became 
best friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, and I, I just believe that with, with our marriage, because even in that first year when we moved and bought a house and sold a house and all that on the three months, um, you know, that first year of marriage was hard. Um, even before we had Tyler and mm-hmm. before we had the baby and before depression and all that kicked in, um, if we got in an argument, you walk outside, you have nowhere to go. Mm-hmm. So guess what? You turn back and you go back in, you, you talk it out with your, with your spouse. And that's where it all like just locked in. Mm-hmm. And he walked with me through the depression and, um, supported me through it. It was not easy. I'm not saying that that was easy for him. Uh, I can't imagine how hard that was for him to have this, you know, wife who seemingly was always happy and just was sad all of the time. Um, and trying to take care of brand new babies, trying to, um, work hard and take care of, you know, paying the bills because I wasn't working. Um, and he just was always the rock the center of us, like just, um, you know, and it was, it was just pretty, pretty, uh, when I think back, it almost, it makes me cry a lot because I don't know if anybody else could have walked that with me, you know, or with, with anybody. It's so hard. Mm -hmm. So when the gym thing came around, um, and my life started changing and I started, my body started changing. Um, you know, I think I got a little concerned that, he may not be a fan of that, you know, but I kept him with me in that journey from the very beginning. Um, I always wanted him to be a part of it. Um, burn is mainly for women only. So I think, you know, that was big. I was working out with women. I'm not working out with a bunch of guys and whatever. Right. But he, I trust him. He trusts me and he just has been there with me through it all. And supporting me. Um, and, and when I wasn't, when, when I lost all that weight and, and everything wasn't good, he knew it. And he immediately was like, all right, we need to do something about this. Mm. Um, and, and maybe when I was going a little too hard at the gym, he did it in the kindest way just to be like, you might be a little, you know, obsessed with it a little bit. <laughs> to take mm. um, but, but in, a, in his kind, gentle way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, you know, it hasn't always been that easy. You know, I'm sure there were times that he was just like, take a break, you know, or yeah. chill out. Um, just because, you know, marriage is tough, marriage is tough, yeah. but he's, he's been my number one supporter in this. And he's always told me, I always say that this has kind of been a, like, you know, I felt like I've been in a cocoon for most of my life. And he's always told me, spread those wings, get those wings out, get those wings out. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, and he was like, you can do this. You can do this. And, um, and he's always been that way. Always. And I always say it's his mom and his daddy. His uh, mom and dad met in the Vietnam War. And um, she is from Vietnam, uh, my mother-in-law never once heard her say anything negative about anybody. And so she raised him Mm. and that's why he is the way that he is. Um, yeah, Yeah. but so now on occasion, he got me an additional membership to his gym. Although he knows I am, I bleed blue (laughs) and I'm all burned, (laughs) but he was like, sometimes you're going to go with me to the gym. And I was just like, I don't need to go any more than I'm already going. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I usually try to take the weekends off and on Sundays we'll, we'll, we'll go to his gym and, um, he'll teach me how to use some of the equipment that I, you know, I still don't use. I don't know how to use, but he teaches and that's been good for us because mm-hmm. I finally don't feel embarrassed to be in that kind of gym. Um, I feel like I am capable and I am able to do it. So I feel proud to be able mm-hmm. to get on that equipment. Oh my gosh, I used to be petrified of you. Um, you scared me. And now I'm not scared of you anymore. Um, and and I love that when we do work out on Sundays, he always finishes on the um, elliptical. And I am not a runner. I don't really enjoy cardio running too much. I always yeah. say that if I'm running, it's not great. 
um, yeah. because somebody's chasing. But I'm trying to build uh-huh. that endurance. So every Sunday we finish our workout, and I'm behind him. I'm on the treadmill, and he's on the elliptical in front of me. And I have to keep my composure because I realize that I wouldn't be where I am just for I'm going to cry mm. if it wasn't for him. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, three and a half years later, I'm so thankful to be to that point. Yeah. That we can do that. Too. You know? So yeah. I promised myself I wasn't going to cry, but... Well, it happens. Here we are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. It's it's a it's a blessing and um such an amazing thing mm-hmm. um that you guys have. Yeah. Well, I'll I'll save you from the tears. So what's the big deal now? Like you you've changed. Um is it basically just, you know, so you can be the greatest to yourself and you don't have to, you know, help anybody or, you know, just Obtained everything, and um, one of the things you said uh, earlier, which doesn't have anything to do with the, this question, but I did just remember was that how good it was that someone told you or taught you to continually set goals in the future. Yeah. I am yeah. super great at hitting goals. Like, yeah, so the goal I can hit it, no matter what how crazy it is. It's the time after that uh, is is yeah. what i'm the worst at <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so i'm You're super like, envious of that yeah 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 and so um so anyway so what do you what do you use this new life to do now like do you do you just i mean well you know um sometimes i feel like if i feel called to share my story um I'll, I'll be brave and go on social media, my social media and, and go, okay, well, these people know me, mm-hmm. so I'll, I can brave in front of them. Um, and, and I assume that most already know my story when I quickly realize that they don't, mm-hmm. um, not everybody's following the journey or they know the entire entirety of it. I just, I feel, you know, like this, I've come so far that it would not be beneficial for me to keep this to myself. Mm-hmm. Like I want to be able to share it to inspire others to start their own journey. Yeah. And I don't want them my journey. I want them to have their own story so they can inspire others to grow as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we are all so capable of becoming everything that God wants us to be. But I think we are, we are human and we hold ourselves back um, because we're afraid of failure. When we don't realize that that failure is what we have, we have to go through. We're all going to go through failure. Um, and that kind of pushes us to the next limit. Um, don't let failure stop you, you know? And um, if I would have let failure stop me, I wouldn't still be at the gym. Mm-hmm. You know, those days that I just couldn't conquer something or couldn't overcome something. Um, so when I say on that floating floor, like I've overcome so much, I have, because I'm doing things now that I never thought I could ever do ever. Mm. So I try to tell other women, I'm like, don't think that, don't limit yourself. Don't limit yourself. Don't hold yourself back. Keep pushing. And just like what Kristen said to me when I got on that floor that one time and fell to the ground, when she said, if you don't give up one day, you'll be able to do this. And I feel just in my heart that I feel called to pay it forward Mm. and to just tell people that, that, Somebody believed in me when they didn't even know me. I want to believe in you and you can do these hard things. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, um, I think we need more of that where people just believe in you and just, you know, do you start to believe in you too? Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. It's, uh, it's difficult for people who have gotten used to limitations and assume that they're normal and um, just have decided that this is the hand that they're dealt, you know, and, right. and that they uh, are never going to be, you know, they, they probably even come in looking at you and just being like, Oh gosh, I'm never going to be like that. Or gosh, yeah. I bet she doesn't have any of these hard times that I have right now. I can't believe, you right. know, 
she's probably she was a cheerleader in high school i bet she just kept that by the whole time you know something crazy right. you know because they don't right. know they don't you, you know and um i bet it's just an amazing um relief but also um just a connection point that these women get to have with you that they yeah. can go oh so you 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 aren't haven't been perfect this entire time like what? No. Well, I always no. don't know which chapter you walk in when you meet somebody for the first time. Uh-huh. You don't know. I don't know what people are carrying. I don't know. I don't know their past. I don't, you know, I don't know why they are who they are today because of something that they've been through. Yeah. And so when, when women meet me and, and they're like, oh, well, you're fit. It's easy. And I'm like, that's not been that easy. It's actually been the hardest thing ever um, that I've overcome other than depression. And, and, and I don't fight that anymore. Um, you know, I, I, everything has completely changed since going to the gym. Everything. Um, the panic attacks, no more. Mm. I think the last panic attack I had, I'll never forget this. I was, we were running around the building and Again, I don't enjoy running. And it was the first year. And I remember running around the building and I could tell the panic attack was coming. Mm. And Kristen was at the end, like waiting on all of us to come around. And I think she saw my face and she saw what was happening. And so when I got around the corner, she didn't, she didn't enable me. She didn't say, Oh, take a deep breath, sit down. She started walking with me and she said, I want you to wrap your head around this. You can do this. And when you hit that corner, you take off. You've got yeah. it. Like wrap your head around this. Mm-hmm. And I did. And I took off and I was like, I just overcame that. Yeah. I did that. Um, and so when I say that it's not just the body transformation that's going to happen, if you stick with it and do it right, mm-hmm. it is going to be mental. It's going to be such a mental thing. And um, you almost kind of have to get the mental thing down for everything else to change. Um, but it's changed everything where I, I, we were sitting on, um, we went to the beach right when I turned 40 and it was right when everything opened up this year and I was petrified to go out to Florida. <laughs> Cause right. And so I told him and I was like, are you sure it's smart? Cause I'm not sure it's very smart. He was like, it'll be fine. We're on a private beach. Nobody's going to be around. And, um, there were people around, but we just stayed in our bubble. And um, sitting in a chair and I looked over at him and I was like, um, I think I'm, I said, I think I'm better than I've ever been. Not mm-hmm. physically. It's not what I was talking about. Just that I felt mentally in such a good place. And, you know, 2020 has been a hard year and like rocking us all. A little bit. Um, but I, a little bit, a little bit. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I don't, I don't understand why. And he was just like, you are centered. Like you, and he's like, I'm so proud of you because this has been a long journey to get you here. Mm. So what you're doing, keep doing, you know, like realize that all these factors are, are, they're playing their part to get you here. So Mm -hmm. doing that. Um, But yeah, so I just, I feel it's important that when, when, you know, women or men are go through something that completely changes them in a positive way. I think that if we are able and we feel called to do it, we should spread that good news and hope that other people can do the same for them. Mm-hmm. You know, I always say there's enough sunshine for everybody, everybody, <laughs> um, but we have to do the work, mm-hmm. you know, and um, we have to do the work, but the work is worth it. Yeah. So. Yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Well, that's awesome. Well, I have loved hanging out with you this afternoon. Yes. And um, I appreciate your time and willingness to be on here and to share your story and uh, to tell people about that. I, I know that people will hear it and, you know, get, you know, inspiration or, you know, um, confidence from it. Um, and so, yeah, I, I really appreciate it and am grateful for you and, you know, I encourage people to go check out your Facebook. It's the Sarah E Rose, right? On on Facebook and, um, and on the socials and, and kind of 
catch up to your story. You're always putting out positive and good things. And so I appreciate that. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you asking me to come on and share the story. I, I love, I love talking about it. Um, because it's, it, it, you know, it changed me in every way. Um, and it, it changed my family and it changed my marriage and it changed my parenting and mm-hmm. my friendships and, um, it changed my life. And so I want that for everybody else. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. Well, all right. Well, uh, appreciate you being on and, um, yeah, thank you. We'll talk to you later. Hey, thanks for listening to the Barbell Voodoo Podcast. On your way out, please take time to subscribe if you haven't already. Leave us a five-star review if you've liked what you've heard. And also, leave us a comment. Let us know what's going on with you. If you don't mind, stop on Instagram. Give us a little like on the IG at Barbell Voodoo Podcast. Also, you can find me there at fitby40.blog. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.